It is really great to be here with all of you. If you haven't met me before, my name is Anna and I'm a part of the team at Levita. So I just want to say hello and how awesome it is to see all of you here today. So as you'll probably be aware at the moment, we are in a series called Jesus Said. So if you've been around the last couple of weeks, you'll be aware of that. And this is a series where we are focusing and really honing in on the words of Jesus and what they mean for us in our lives. The book of John tells us that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So we are literally hearing the words, words in this series. He spoke them all those thousands of years ago, knowing that it would still impact us as followers of Jesus today. And there are a whole lot of voices in the world right now. There always has been a whole lot of voices, and there always will be, that would love to capture not only your ears, your attention, but also your heart. So by focusing on what Jesus said, on what Jesus values, on what Jesus desires for us in our lives, we are making a powerful statement that we will listen to the word of God, that we will take it in and not just hear, but do what it says. James 1 verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We need to apply the word of God to our lives. So I encourage you, when you are spending time in God's word, keep asking yourself, does what I am reading align with the way that I am living my life at the moment? Am I taking this in? Am I allowing the word of God to change and transform me? And I so often get lost in the motions. Anyone else, you get caught up in the normal rhythms and routines of life and you end up skimming over the word and sometimes just ticking a box, let's be honest. Literally ticking a box if you read the Bible on your phone and do a reading plan. And I have to snap myself out of it and remind myself of the power that is in God's word. Because it's not just letters and sentences and words and chapters and books. This is the word of God that is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Reading the word is not a box for us to tick as Christians out of a sense of duty or obligation or religion. It is an essential discipline that we pursue even when it drops off our radar, as it does to all of us sometimes, we pick it up again, believing that as we read, the word of God will have the power to change and transform us, that it will lead us well in this world. So this morning, the passage of scripture I want to focus on is from the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Or other translations talk about having abundant life or life in all of its fullness. And I think a few of you in the room will know this, but most probably won't. But my husband, Jono, and I were the youth pastors for six years. We were freshly married, 21 years old, and we had the privilege of leading the youth ministry. And it was a wonderful six years, full of many, many ups and a few downs as well. It was challenging at times, dealing with difficult pastoral care situations and ensuring that our incredible leadership team were both equipped and supported in their role as youth leaders. And as young adults, 21-year-olds, let's be honest, we were barely out of high school ourselves. 
but we had the job of setting a vision before our young people. We wanted to appoint teenagers to Jesus. We wanted to see a generation that was passionate about God, passionate about his word, about living a life that was full of freedom and purpose and joy. And it was heartbreaking then, and it's heartbreaking now, to see generations grow up in this world of social media, social pressure, fear, anxiety, the bad news cycle, trusting not in the Lord, but in what they see on their phone screens, what society tells them they need to do or even be in order to be accepted and loved. And I think in a few short years since 2016, when we came on as the youth pastors, I've seen only more and more pressure piled upon these teenagers to conform to what society tells them will make them happy and fulfilled. And it only leaves broken hearts, broken identities, and sometimes even broken lives in its wake. And I tell you all of this not to make you feel sad and hopeless for the next generation, because I have a lot of hope for the next generation. I tell you this because John 10 verse 10 was such a foundational verse for me as a youth pastor. We wanted to see young people living abundant lives full of hope and freedom. We even made t-shirts, and in fact, Zach, if you want to stand up for us, Zach is wearing one of them today. That was great timing. I don't know if you can see with the white, but it says abundant. We wore them with pride, and some of us still wear them with pride today. <laughs> So this verse, these words about living life to the full, really shaped not only the youth ministry, but my life. It shaped my purpose. And as a teenager growing up myself, I was a new Christian at 12 years old, and I had so many insecurities. I was trying to figure out who I was, where I fit, if I mattered. I just discovered this amazing God that I could have a relationship with, and very slowly, at times, very, very slowly, I discovered over my teenage years more about who God is and who he said that I am. So it was my mission, not mission impossible, hopefully, but it was my mission to do everything I could within my capabilities to see the young people of Life Church under my care at that time to live their lives in relationship with God, knowing their identity, knowing their security and their purpose is found in him, living free of the burdens that society would try and place on their shoulders. But this verse is not just for teenagers. It doesn't suddenly leap off the page on your 13th birthday. This is a verse for all of us. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So when we look at this passage of scripture, we can see that there is an agenda of destruction against us. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But steal, kill, and destroy what? Your hope, identity, purpose, joy, freedom, your peace, your future. If the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, then God came to do the exact opposite. He came not to steal, but to give. He gave his only son for us. He came not to kill, but to see us reborn as children of God. 
And he came not to destroy, but he came to rebuild and restore in our lives what was broken. He came that we would have fullness of life, life abundant. And the word abundant for you, or the phrase fullness of life, if you think about it this morning, probably conjures up different images for you. We all have different backgrounds, different life experiences, we're different ages and different stages of life. We have different dreams and desires. But if you asked a random person off the street what abundant life might mean to them, you'd get a range of responses. Maybe someone might say an abundant life is five-star hotels and a life of travel and jet-setting around the world. Or it might be a lifestyle block with a veggie garden that you can tend to in the evenings before a ritualistic cup of tea. It could be a home filled with children and grandchildren. It could be a meaningful career in which you have pursued your dreams for decades. And some of you might have similar ideas of what a full life looks to you. And I truly believe that God wants us to have enjoyment in our lives. He is a generous God who cares about every single tiny detail of what our lives entail. He wants us to have fun. He wants to bless us. He wants to lead us down good paths. But I don't believe that life in all of its fullness is a verse that we can interpret to say that God wants us to live out our best ideas of a successful, fun, and happy life. No. Life in all of its fullness is about life lived in relationship with God. And when I think about God's original design, Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, they walked and talked with God. Their experience was perfect relationship with God. They were free to move around their environment with no fear, no shame, no limits between them and God. They only knew the fullness of life that was found in relationship with him. And of course we know, sin entered the world. There was barriers between us and God, and where there was once freedom, now there was desperation for us to measure up to perfection. There was shame and there was fear because of this vast separation between us and God and all of his glory. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 and in the original Greek, this word for life, zoyen, means life both of physical or present existence and life of spiritual, particularly future existence. God has given us eternal life through belief in his son. And this is life for the here and now and life for eternity. This is life in our present day and age, living out our daily existence with the gift of salvation at the forefront of our hearts and minds. And it is life for eternity. It's the knowledge that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. We know that one day we will be in heaven with him where every tear will be wiped from our eyes and there will be no more sickness, there will be no more pain, there will be no more tears. That's Zoyan. It's life for the now and it's life for the eternal. 
And it's actually the same word for life that is used in John 10, verse 10, for the life he said he has for us, life in all of its fullness. See, abundant life is not based on our external circumstances. And a couple of months ago, Jono and I were lucky enough to get a sabbatical. And it was an awesome few weeks, with the highlight being a trip to Fiji. And this was such a dream come true, and I know how blessed we were to get this opportunity. When we talk about abundant life, a tropical island might be up there on the list for you, and I can understand that. But no matter what my external circumstances were, lovely weather, no responsibilities, sunrise snorkeling, poolside dining, you get the idea. Fullness of life was not found in all of that. It was found in my soul. It was not found in my surroundings or what was happening to me. It was found in what was happening within me. It was those times of reading God's word and having those reminders of his love wash over my life that was fulfilling. The external was nice, but the internal work he did in my heart was nicer. The fulfilling moments of our lives are not when we get to tick off our own boxes of what constitutes happiness. And I love those moments, don't get me wrong. Whether it is an overseas holiday or a promotion at work or a dream come true, a deposit on a house, whether it's something as simple as a cup of coffee when you really, really need one, I am all for moments of joy and celebration. And in fact, I think it's important that we seek them out. They are important. But they are not what fulfills our souls. If we are relying on external circumstances to fill our lives with meaning and significance, then we are missing the point. Because life is not made up of a series of wonderful moments, one after another, happiness building upon happiness. Life is complex. Life is full of ups and downs. And we can't rely on what is happening to us to determine what is happening within us. And things might be fine when life seems to be going our way, when things are wonderful. But when we face something difficult in our lives, as we all do, we need to know that life can still be abundant, that life can still be meaningful, that life can still be fulfilling, even when things are tough. In the midst of pain and difficulty, whether or not we ever saw it coming, we can know life to the full. Because the thief came to steal and kill and destroy, but Jesus came that we would have life and have it in all its fullness. He came to give us hope for our future. He came to give us peace that goes beyond anything we could understand. He came to give us joy that would be steadfast and unmoving despite what we may face. And yes, our external circumstances will affect us and they will shape us. We are human and we can't trivialize our experiences. We face probably daily frustrating situations at best. And sometimes in life, we face things that are downright heart-wrenching. Our external circumstances are ever-changing and we can't rely on them to give us this abundant life that only Jesus can give us. We don't live lives to the full by executing our plans to perfection, 
We live lives to the full by coming to Jesus, by accepting his gift of salvation, by involving his Holy Spirit in every part of our lives, and by allowing change and transformation to take place in us. A full life is found when we are living in relationship with God, not in riches or worldly happiness or success. It is not found in perfect circumstances. It's not found in wealth. It's not found behind a white picket fence. It's not found on the beaches of Fiji. I checked for you all just in case, but it wasn't there either. It isn't found in our idea of a successful career or a perfect family. It is found in salvation. It is found in the love of God that when we encounter it is so extravagant, so unconditional, so undeserved that it shapes the way that we live out our lives every single day. Jesus is speaking to his disciples in John 16 verse 33 and he says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Living life to the full is not living a perfect life with no problems, pain, hardship, insecurities, financial difficulties, marriage problems, shattering diagnoses, no failure, no death, no despair. Life in all of its fullness, and can I just remind you this morning, that is what Jesus said he has for us, life to the full as life lived with the knowledge, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, that Jesus died for us, that he set us free, that he loves us, and we will live for eternity with him through confession of our faith in Jesus Christ. We will face trouble in this world, that is guaranteed, straight out of the mouth of Jesus, but we can face it with hope. Even if sometimes that hope is just a tiny thread by which you are hanging on, we can face it with hope. We can face it with the knowledge that God is Emmanuel, God with us. We can overcome our fear and our shame, knowing that he has set us free, knowing that he is working in us continually to make us more like him. Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 21, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He has given us the greatest gift, the gift of salvation. And when we we find fullness of life, when we are able to accept that gift and give our lives back to God and surrender and in worship because of who he is and what he has done for us. Team, could you guys come up and join me again? Last week, you listened by a live stream to Carl's message about the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that right there is a pretty great picture of a life lived to the full. Loving God with everything that we have 
and loving those around us to the very best of our ability as we continue to learn more about God's love for us and for this world. And I know in this room there will be many challenging circumstances that some of you are facing today. If you are feeling weary right now, if you are feeling exhausted and tired of waiting in fear of what might be around the corner in your life, trust that God has fullness of life for you and he wants you to experience it. It is found in his presence. And as I was writing this message, I felt to share this passage of scripture with you from Psalm 73 as an encouragement that God is with you, that he is your strength, he is your security, he is your refuge. Psalm 73, verse 23 to 26. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My heart, um, sorry, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is with us. He is with us today, and he will be with us tomorrow. And we may not always see the evidence of that in the midst of the battles that we are facing in life, but he is here. He is wanting to guide you, to counsel you, to support you as you walk through life. You are not alone. You are not abandoned. And it's my prayer this morning that we would be reminded of this gift of salvation that we have that is not based on anything that we could do. It is not based on our external circumstances. It allows us to live our lives to the full. And our circumstances might be awful. I pray that your circumstances this morning are not awful. But even if they are, Let's be people that would offer a sacrifice of praise to God this morning, the one that is worthy of all of our affection and all of our attention. He is the strength of our hearts and our portion forever, and abundant life is found in that truth. The team is going to lead us in a song in a moment called East to West. I think it's one that we've sung here before, so you should know it. And it is a song about how much God loves us and the the lengths he went to to ensure that we could be in relationship with him and know this love from the east to the west his love is unconditional it is unrelenting and it is for you so i would love this morning church if you could stand with me and i'd like to pray with you before we go into a time of worship lord god i thank you so much this morning for your presence with us in this room And God, we know that you have given us the greatest, most undeserved gift that you could ever give, the gift of your son. Lord, would you remind us in this moment that fullness of life is not something that is dependent on what is happening to us, God, but it is dependent on what is happening within us. And Lord, what is happening within us is you. It is you, it is your Holy Spirit guiding us through this life, Lord. It is your word transforming and changing us from the inside out. And Lord, I pray for anyone this morning that feels like everything is falling apart around them, God. Lord, would you bring your peace? Would you bring your strength? Would you bring that reminder, Lord, 
that as long as you are with them, everything could feel like it is falling apart, but it won't because of you. It won't because of you. And Lord, I pray that there will just be a strength and a resolve that would rise up in hearts right now, God. For those who feel like life has been anything but abundant recently, God, I pray that you will deposit a fresh wave of your joy within them, Lord that they would understand how much you are with them, God. It wouldn't just be nice words. It wouldn't just be a nice idea that God is with them, but they would experience that for themselves today. Lord, I thank you that fullness of life is for everybody. It's not for people who are rich. It's not for people who are happy. It's not for people that have everything together. It is for every single one of us in this room. So Lord, I pray that as we sing about your love, as we sing about your freedom now, God, as we sing about the fact that our shame is gone, that you have taken the weight of sin off our shoulders and put it onto Jesus, Lord, I pray that we could give you that sacrifice of praise today, that we would be people that would praise your name, that would glorify you, no matter what today looks like, no matter what this week has looked like, Lord, where we give you everything in our worship this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's sing. Thanks, team.